KF Joe Time, 743, the KF Joe Morning Crew, Doug Lear, Dan Michaels, joined on the phone line by Eric Sinner. Eric, good morning. Boy, good to hear your voice, Eric Sinner. Tell us where you were at, what happened last night. Good morning, Doug and Dan. I'm at home, thankfully. Uh, luckily, um, really, uh, thanks to a private construction company, I, I'm not sure who it was, that had a plow on their pickup truck that broke through a couple drifts and allowed me and a couple neighbors to be able to make it the rest of the way to Harwood. Well, it's a frightening thing. You got stuck in this last night. So, Eric, let's go back to last night. Uh, you live in Harwood, is that right? That's correct. Um, you know, I, I'm usually the one that uh, most of my friends will tell you that one of my biggest pet peeves is people who don't think about think about their driving <laughs> or people that don't turn their headlights on or heed the warnings to the weather people. Um, so I'm usually the first one to to tell people to stay put when, you know, it's a blizzard warning, advise no travel. Um, this was uh, supposed to be a one-hour quick trip into Fargo and back uh, at about 7.30. And um, not knowing or not not realizing that how quickly it was going to move in uh, at about 7.30, I thought we could get into town quick and get back out. And, and even getting into town at about 7.30 was, a little bit touchy just between Harwood and County 20 on the interstate, uh, you know, but in then in town, it was, it got pretty bad over that next hour and coming back out. Yeah, it, it didn't happen. So the interstate closes while you're in town, I guess, and you tried to get back to Harwood in an alternate route. Exactly. And you know, I, um, I wasn't in my own vehicle. I was in another vehicle, um, which had a little quirk to it that caused a little more agony to the whole, to the whole deal. But, yeah, um, because County 17 has a, somewhat of a shelter yeah. along the west side of it with the river up to a certain point, it's usually a little bit better because it blocks a little bit of wind blow, you know, on the west side of it. Uh, this wind was pretty much straight out of the north, so um, it was very hard going even uh, across the north side of town on 12th Avenue. And once you get going north on County 17, it, it was really bad. And I thought, you know what, I should probably turn around. And, and then I thought, well, I've inched my way a little bit this far. Maybe I can keep going while the vehicle I was <laughs> traveling in was not very easily uh, turned around. So um, I had to, I, I made a decision to try to keep going full well, knowing that, you know what, this stretch uh, north of the Shine Bridge on County 17 is wide open. And then sure enough, we got to that point and there was a few other vehicles in front of me and behind me and, uh, that were in the same boat. And we got to the North side of that bridge and, and there we sat, we, we could not see, I mean, tell you what, you think about going out in these blizzards and, oh, it's not so bad. We could not see a thing in front of the hood. I mean, it was blowing so bad. It was just, you could not see even where you were at on the road. And there we sat and. Yeah, so then we just had to figure out, and then it, and then reality starts sitting in. You know, well, what could happen? And in this particular vehicle I was in, I had to keep my the alternator in the belt. The wind was blowing so bad that it would blow into the engine from the front and get into the belts, and oh. the belt would start squealing on the or would slipping on the alternator, and so the alternator would drop, and then the you know the dims the light would dim and. Uh, you know, it was, so I had to keep my foot feet on the, on the accelerator at about 1500, 2000 RPM just to keep the vehicle running the whole time I was sitting more sitting there. Did you eventually run out of gas doing that? 
Uh, well, certain not. I mean, if you're low, I mean, certainly you're going to use more gas, but what choice do you have, you know, when you're in that kind of predicament? Um, luckily, before I left Harwood, I had a little bit of a mindset to uh, stop and make sure the vehicle was full of gas. I also took a phone charger with me just in case something would happen. And sure enough, it did. Uh, so the phone charger came in handy and the full tank of gas came in handy. Um, a couple of my neighbors in Harwood, uh, both behind me and one got around me and, uh, then he got stuck and the one behind me, uh, he ran out of gas. So then he jumped in with me. So eventually we sat there, uh, from about, this was at about nine thirty oh, um, boy. when this started happening, when we got stuck out there and then reality starts sitting in when you're thinking about things, you know, well, what you hear about people, you know, getting out and running and freezing and, and you, you sit there for so long and you get antsy and you get anxious and you want to start doing, you want to do something. And, and it, it, you just can't, you, there's, you get out and you can't hardly, you know, the wind is blowing so hard and there's frostbite. And so you just try to not at this point, you try to go back to doing what you're, you've always been taught. Just sit there, stay in your vehicle. And that's what we, that's what we did. Did you get a hold so of the sheriff's there. department and stuff that let them know that oh, you're out there? I did. So throughout this ordeal, another uh, a thing that I, you know, I, I, I seemed to have to remember to do was I called 911 or I called dispatch, Red River dispatch, and I, I kept them up to date. I called them probably about four times throughout every time we changed and let them know that, hey, there's, I said, I know there's a lot of people you're working with and helping. Uh, we're okay. We're warm. We're staying in a warm vehicle. Just to give you, let you know, there's five or so vehicles sitting out here, you know, just so they knew, you know, in mm-hmm. case they got to that point or whatever. And so every time we changed or did something, I tried to let them know. And I tried to let, you know, important people in your life know, um, where you're at or what you're doing or what, what's going on. So I tried to do that, uh, every time something different changed or whatever, you know? Sure. So when did you, uh, did you play games overnight, et cetera? And when did you get out of there? Yeah, you basically just sat there and listened to the radio. Um, you don't want to use your phone. Um, I, I tried to remember not to use my phone as, as much of a habit that can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only have so much, and even though I had a charger, I didn't, you know, I don't, you, you say social media is, is a terrible battery con- taker. <laughs> it uses battery up like crazy because you're using your screen. Sure. So I stayed off of all that, stayed off of the phone other than the basic stuff and, and tried to conserve battery power. And, um, it, it, it just sit there basically listen to the radio and you, you don't want to fall asleep in case you got to make sure you're not getting the exhaust fumes in the vehicle, crack right. the window, keep some heat going. Um, eventually, uh, the vehicle I was in actually had a, when we, when it did, this was about six hours. So at about four o'clock or three thirty, we finally were able to get a little bit of uh, visibility enough to where we could maybe inch forward. Um, but we didn't know how deep or how bad the drifts were going to be. The drifts looked uh, not very big, but when we got out and walked in them, they were extremely hard, um, fairly deep, and very dense. Uh, so something that pickups, normal pickups can't really even get through, you know. Uh, they're, it, it's not your normal drift because they're blown in like that so hard with so, such strong wind. You can't even hardly, they're, you're walking on them, it's like walking on concrete. Yeah. So anyway, the mechan- the vehicle I had had some mechanical trouble. I couldn't even get it to move. I mean, the transmission was froze up. So I basically had to leave it there. And we we then ran up to the vehicle in front of us. And um, 
we we inched our way little by little by watching the lines in the road what we could see and then we got to another vehicle that was in the ditch and that because that vehicle was sitting there the way the wind was blowing it created a great big drift behind it and we couldn't get through that drift mm. so this was you know six hours from the time of start and then we sat there and sat there and eventually and then now it's got to be about four thirty, and uh a pickup that construction pickup plane that came through and broke through that oh. drift, and then we were able to inch our way into Harwood. And there was about ten in that little stretch of two miles. There was about I think I didn't really count exactly, but there was about ten vehicles uh, in the ditch there. Well, I tell you what, this is Eric Sinner, by the way, who uh, survived a night out in the storm last night. Eric, I don't want to be maudlin or uh, morbid or anything, but the thought of those people who lost their lives on Nineteenth Avenue North cross your guys' mind at all when you're stuck out there last night? Absolutely. And everybody else that's lost their life in storms like this, um, you know, people, you're, when you're sitting there, you, all these things are going through your mind when you're sitting there about the people that you've heard on news stories, you know, lose their life or what they did. And they've gotten out and tried to dug out a vehicle. Even one of the neighbors that I was uh, sitting with talked about um, uh, a, a, a somebody that he knew or knew of that tried to get out and get, dug their car out and froze doing that oh my lord and 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 i you know uh so all these things you don't you want to get out and should you run should you try it i mean you're only two miles out of town right but the wind's blowing so bloody strong and you all these thoughts about going through well what if i run out of gas what if i sit here what if i try to you know all these different things and you just try to be smart about it and uh do what's right and yeah luckily we we were able to keep our wits about us and and uh Stay fairly calm and, you know, stay warm, and eventually we made it home. God bless you, Eric. Uh, we're awful glad you got home. What's your advice to anybody in your situation next time? Heed the warnings. No matter how often the weather guys are wrong, heed the warnings. There's a reason There's a reason they call them blizzards, especially in North Dakota. Yeah, you got it. Eric, just, we're just so, stay home. We're so glad you're all right, man. Get to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Have a good one. Eric Sinner, who survived a night out in the storm last night.